Hi everyone, my name is Randy Todd and I want to welcome you to episode 42 of Something Worth Thinking About. In today's episode, we want to hear another ancient prayer of confidence and hope. And today we will hear the prayer that Jesus prayed about himself before he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. The tone of this prayer is strikingly different from the prayer in the Garden that we're much more familiar with. But we need to become familiar with this prayer and we need to learn to pray this way as well. So today we want to hear and think about this prayer that Jesus prayed in the upper room before he went to the garden. Our text for today is John chapter 17, verses one through five. And this prayer is the prayer that Jesus prays before he goes to the garden. Now I want to stress this. John doesn't tell us at all anything about the prayer that Jesus prayed in the garden. He only has this prayer before the garden. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the synoptic gospels, synoptic meaning with one eye, because their gospel narratives are very similar as if they were seen with one eye. That's kind of the idea there. So what we will see in John chapter 17 is a radically different kind of a prayer. Matthew, Mark, and Luke say that Jesus went to the garden, got a stone's throw away from the disciples, specifically Peter, James, and John, pressed his face to the ground and prayed, Abba, Father, if possible, take this cup from me, but not what I will, but you, your will be done. And that is not at all the prayer of John chapter 17. And so let's hear this prayer and notice how very different it is. John chapter 17, verses 1 through 5. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. Since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I don't have to explain to you, I don't think, how different this is from the prayer in the garden. Jesus here prays with boldness. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. And we don't normally associate suffering with glory. And yet we now know on this side of the cross and the empty tomb that it is through the cross that the Father glorified Jesus. And it's through the cross that the Son glorified the Father because through the cross, our God is saying to us, this is how much I love you. And it is through the cross 
that our God is demonstrating his solidarity, his faithfulness, his commitment to us, that God does not live outside of suffering and specifically suffering in the flesh, but God is willing to come into the midst of pain and suffering and shame and live in it and live through it with us. This is what the incarnation is all about, that Jesus came to reveal to us the Father in fullness and completely. And we have now come to know the Father and the Son. And that's what this prayer is about, because this is what eternal life is about. That we may know the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And the way we have come to know God, the way we've come to know Jesus, is through the death of Christ on the cross and his resurrection back to life on the third day. And so even as we learn to pray this prayer that Jesus prayed in the garden, that we would pray, not our will, but your will be done, that we also learn to pray this prayer that Jesus prays here in John chapter 17 before the garden, that we would pray when we are on the cusp of something really hard, scary, and dark, that when we are getting ready to go through suffering, that we could pray as Jesus prayed, Father, as this hour comes, glorify your son, your daughter, that your son or daughter may glorify you in this event, through this experience, and that the world might see what's happening in and through the likes of you and me and on the other side of it to see God's glory. Because in that experience, God will, people will see God's faithfulness, God's goodness, even as we go through the suffering, but ultimately again, what happens on the other side. Because unlike the prayer that Jesus prayed in the garden, take this cup from me, and our belief that God didn't take the cup from him, but rather Jesus drank the cup completely and fully through his death on the cross. God fully answers this prayer that Jesus prays in John chapter 17. Because we believe that not only was did Jesus die on the cross bearing our sins, according to scripture, we believe not only that Jesus was raised back to life by the power of the spirit of holiness, we also believe that God the Father raised Jesus back to life and has now glorified him in his own presence with the glory that Jesus had in the presence of the Father before the world existed. It is our absolute confidence and hope in Jesus Christ our Lord that one day, one glorious day, when Jesus appears again with all of the angels and the dead are raised back to life, some to face condemnation, others to receive eternal life, that God will glorify all of his sons and daughters in his presence, and that we will be with God forever and ever in all of the suffering that we will have endured in this life will pale will pale it will not stand up it will not compare to the glory that we will know 
when we are all glorified in the presence of our good, good God.